your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, hockey fans. I am Jared Ellison. You're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And in today's episode, folks, I interview noted social media blues fan, Leah CK35, as we discuss how the Justin Falk, Joel Edmondson trade has aged over the year or year and a half or so. I forget how long it's actually been now. It seems like it's been a decade ago, but what is time nowadays, folks? Uh, and we also discuss how we both got into hockey as well as a bunch of other stuff in that episode. But before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know that this episode is also brought to you by 10x10, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using diamonds directly sourced from Botswana, 10 female designers have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or a simply beautiful conversation piece. They're a perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from... Plot Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but that vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect real little ring that's so timeless, it would make the perfect gift. And folks, if you are on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll cherish forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And right now, folks, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Now, with all that out of the way, folks, I do hope you enjoyed this interview. I had a blast interviewing Leah, and I hope you have a blast listening to it. Enjoy. All right. Hey there, hockey fans. I am your host, Jared Ellis. And today I am joined by someone that some of you guys may know. She kind of blew up on Twitter in 2019 uh, when the Blues made their run to the Stanley Cup. And I'm joined by Leah. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing great. Um, Now, I have obviously followed you since uh, the Blues made their run because I found your Twitter feed and Instagram hilarious during that stuff. Um, But for those that uh, don't know about you, can you give a short bio about yourself? Yeah, my name is Leah. I'm at LeahCK55 on Twitter, subtle plug. I'm 24. I recently graduated college. And my favorite thing to do is to make graphics. I taught myself how 
to use Photoshop and I've been making hockey graphics and wallpapers and posting them on Twitter and people seem to like them. So I keep doing it. Yes, you are good at it. I saw that uh, St. Louis Cardinals one you did the other day. That one was really cool. Um, Now, you obviously mentioned, you know, well, you didn't mention it, but I mentioned it, but you're obviously a really big Blues fan. Um, How did you get into hockey and being a Blues fan? I was born and raised in St. Louis, so the love for the sports was ingrained inside me already. So my, and then my dad was really the one that got me to start watching hockey because he loves it. He's been watching it since he was a kid. So he taught me everything I know. So I would watch kind of casually with him, but I really didn't get into it like religiously and as passionately as I am right now until the early 2010s when the Blues got TJ Oshie. So when he first started playing on the Blues, he grew my love for the sport to where it is today. And that's why he'll always be one of my favorite players. Very similar to me. I'm also 24 years old, born and raised in North Carolina, uh, and grew up going to the then uh, Raleigh Entertainment Sports Arena, then RBC Center, and obviously now PNC Arena. Growing up, going to the games with my dad um, because he's – a big Blackhawks fan, but, you know, being here in North Carolina, yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, I agree there. (laughs) Uh, But obviously being in North Carolina for most of his life and then the Hurricanes coming here, he's obviously a Hurricanes fan as well. Um, But growing up, going to the games, um, I remember my, one of my first hockey memories, it was one of my first games, I think it was maybe like 2002, they're doing like a street hockey stick giveaway at um, the start of the third period at the doors and me being a little child I was trying not to fall asleep because I really wanted to get that stick Um, and then I was ended up able to get one and I still have it to this day. That's amazing I love those little memories. Yeah and they're obviously not hand signed but does have the signatures of the players on there and then you can find Rod Fenmore on there from when he was still a player. That's amazing. Yes, I know. But yeah, very similar hockey stories or fan stories in general, except not all of North Carolina sports for me. I don't like the Panthers. <laughs> I don't. Uh, speaking of football, I know it's a total tangent. How devastated were you when the Rams left St. Louis? Eh. Yeah. I, I'm not really into any other sport besides hockey, really. Gotcha. I mean, I watch I watch the Cardinals because they're the Cardinals and they're so popular in St. Louis, but I'm not like into them as much as hockey. So I really didn't, it didn't really affect me that much when the Rams left. Gotcha. Now you mentioned TJ Oshie, you know, being one of your all-time favorite players. Um, Is he your all-time favorite player or is there someone else? Not all time. I, there's so many that I love. It's just, Mm. I, I love players from every team and every just everywhere. But for the Blues, my favorite player is Colton Pareko. Not mm. only is he a skilled defenseman, but he's the biggest teddy bear you could ever meet. He's six foot six, but he could not hurt a fly. You meet him and he's so gentle. He's a gentle giant and he's just, he's the best. So when I met him and uh, he signed my jersey, it's actually back there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he made sure he was like, Oh, what color do you want me to sign? Blue Sharpie? Do you like blue? Do you want me to sign it with blue? Is that good? And then he goes, where do you want me to sign it? Are you sure you want it right here? It was, 
He is so sweet. That sounds exactly like Dougie Hamilton, just being a I can massive, massive person, but the, one of the best people you will ever meet. Um, same with Martin Oak. I know he's obviously you know, not a giant, but he's the same way. I don't know if you saw the um, segment uh, some of the local news did here. Um, there's this little girl with Down syndrome, and she was uh, down at the boards, you know, during pregame warmups. And, you know, she loves Marty. You know, they met, I think, in 2019. And obviously COVID hit, couldn't go to the games. And she had her son there, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, I'm here to see my buddy. And, you know, he came up, you know, obviously waved at her, you know, because he remembered her. And then he uh, went and grabbed his stick and put it through the little camera hole and gave it oh, to her. Oh, I love those. There's yes. always, I when I go to games, I stand at the same spot every time back when oh she was still here I'd st- stand on the same spot so when I was little he'd give me pucks all the time mm-hmm. but then now as I've gotten older I still stay on the same spot because it's just that good feeling for me mm-hmm. and brings me back but there's always the little kids and Tarasenko would make sure that kids get pucks and even some people would try to steal them from like grown grown men would try to steal them from the kids when he'd get mad and like stand there and yell until he'd give it to the child. I was, I love seeing that. Oh yeah. I love seeing that. Um, I love when the hockey players, yeah, they actually care about the fans rather yeah. than being like, well, like a, Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You know, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause so many of the hurricanes guys are like that now um, where they'll be, you know, leaving practice or whatever. Um, and they'll literally stand there and have a conversation with you. I'm wearing my, Jordan Stahl, 1,000 game shirt. He is one of the best examples of that. You know, he doesn't care how long it takes. He will have a conversation with every single person, no matter how old, how young, sign whatever they want. Yeah, he is fantastic. Jacob Slavin, the same way. I remember training camp of last season. Um, it was me and I think like three other people, you know, just hanging out, you know, after. And you know, he didn't park, you know, behind, you know, the gate, you know, he parked, you know, out, he's like, oh, let me get my truck real quick, and he came back around, and he talked to us for about an hour, you know, just about his daughter that him and his wife had just adopted, um, signed everything, took pictures, and the funniest thing was he cut the turn too, too tight um, when he was leaving the parking lot, he was up on the curb, (laughs) so that was funny, but yeah, yeah, I love when hockey players take their time with people. Um, and obviously I'm talking about Jacob Slavin, uh, one of the best uh, Hurricanes defensemen um, we have right now. Um, and last season, um, a longtime Hurricane was traded to St. Louis. Um, a lot of Hurricanes fans have opinions about him, but uh, Justin Falk, how do you think that trade has aged on the blues side of things looking at it right now it looks awesome amazing so when we the, when the announcement came that we acquired him I was excited I was like oh my god he's awesome he's great this is going to be awesome but his first season here was not good he even said it himself he's like I know I've been I know last year was bad mm-hmm. I know it he because we would all we were all like this is not the guy that we thought that we acquired what is he doing it just he t- he needed that time to mesh with the team 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine, but I'm glad he got there. This year, he's unbelievable. He's unstoppable, that's really. That's good. Because um, one issue he had here was consistency. He would yeah. have, you know, seasons like this or games like this where, you know, he's doing fantastic. I mean, he scored one of the best playoff goals in Hurricanes history coming out of the penalty box and just – it was the second round against the Islanders in 2019. Came out of the penalty boxes at PNC Arena, just skated over, put the puck in that place, yeah. went nuts. Um, and then there's times where, yeah, he is, like last season, just not good at all. So it's nice to hear that, you know, things have gotten better for him because he was here for so, so long. Um, and even though he did have his consistency issues, yeah, and uh, people did. Even, even after losing Catrangelo, this off season, it, the things look bleak for our defense, really. Mm-hmm. But he's really stepped up his game to settle into that defensive role that we needed him to. Mm-hmm. And mostly for what I've seen on Twitter, especially people put that on Pareko's back to mm-hmm. be that that first defenseman to take over the role for Petrangelo. But Pareko this season has a nagging back injury. I don't know if you've heard about that. I've seen a couple things about it on Yeah. So, I mean, he's back now, but he's not – he's getting there. He looks mm-hmm. a lot better than he did when he first came back from the injury. He's and, like Jake Gardner with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Falk has been the guy. He has six goals, ten assists, and is a plus 16 on the season so far. That's great. Unreal. Yeah. That's great to hear from him. Um, and talking about Justin Falk, I just remember, you know, back to training camp that year, he was one that, you know, always took his time with people and we were having a conversation with him and Brock McGinn, he was, you know, standing in front of Falk's truck, um, you know, talking with a group of people. Falk didn't realize it. And he started to drive and almost ran over Brock McGinn. Oh and, my it, God. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Yeah, he obviously did, and you know, everyone got yeah. a laugh out of it. That was hilarious. <laughs> and that's the one reason why I do not have a picture with Brock again, because I was he laughing. Must have ran over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, now on the flip side of that trade, um St. Louis sent us Joel Edmondson as well oh. as Dominic Bach, I believe. Yeah. Um now Joel Edmondson's obviously up in Montreal now, um, having talked to the locked on Canadians host. Yeah. <laughs> he's with my boy Jake Allen though yes. oh my god um but when Eddie was here he was beloved by fans um he became a really quick fan favorite he was another one you know everyone loved talking to him um anytime we'd be at the pregame tailgates he'd always drive by honk wave we also tailgated our games here. I don't know if you guys can do that there in St. Louis. Um, but he was beloved here. We always loved the pictures of him and the crop top. Um, we would have fans here, like, wear crop tops for him. Like, they'd buy his uh, jersey and make it a crop top. And he loved it. Um, how iconic is Crop Top Eddie in the history of blues lore? Unbelievably iconic. We loved him here too. He's just has that, he has that great personality that people are drawn to. It's beautiful. We, we miss him so much. People talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to witness a drunk Edmondson after 
the Stanley Cup win. It was unreal. So um, I don't remember. I think it was like two days after they won the cup, they went to a local bar in downtown St. Louis called Wheelhouse. And they brought the cup. There was champagne everywhere. I've never been so soaked with alcohol in my entire life. It was unbelievable. All the players were wasted. They were pouring champagne in the cup and pouring it down on us. Oh, that's great. It was the best experience of my life. So Edmondson jumped up on top of the bar and then oh, they started playing this, Gloria. Yeah. And he was this. in. The, did you see that? That Yes, that I video? remember this video. I remember <laughs> I, when you posted it. I was going to say I should repost it so more people can see it again. So he was on with Gloria and he was up there. You're always on the run now in this crop top. Mm-hmm. Best thing ever. He's He's going down in history for that. Oh yeah, I remember that video. That was great. <laughs> I, you started talking about you were witnessing him, and then you're at the bar. I'm like, is this that video? Did is she the one that posted that? And oh, uh, that was great. I remember that. And yeah, here he was, same thing. Great personality. Um, everyone loved talking to him. Yeah, he was one of my girlfriend's favorite players. You know, while he was here as well. Um, and it was great. I remember I got to meet him, and uh at our old practice facility and i'll send you the picture later because it'd take forever to find it um ryan dezingle was walking by as i was taking the picture uh with eddie and i was like hey ryan you want to get on this and yeah he's just like that in the picture (laughs) it's hilarious um but it was great and then you mentioned you being out at bars with players that remembered uh heading into um it was like right before training camp last year. Um, I tweeted at Martin. I was like, man, I just want to have a beer with Mario. I was drunk with one of my friends at one of my local bars. And then he responds like 15 minutes later. He's like, oh, I'll be back in Raleigh at the end of August. Time and place. And then <laughs> I end up being this whole thing. Um, and, you know, whenever we actually got to the bar, you know, obviously, you know, a whole bunch of other fans. Whatever. Mm. It, was, it was great. Um, and then our PA announcer, he was there because it was also his birthday. So we all sang happy birthday to him as we're drunk. Uh, but okay. cool thing was uh, before we did that, we got invited to R&D Brewing, uh, the people that do the Hurricanes Beer Storm Brew. And we got to have that before it was released to the public. That's sick. And, yes. And then they gave uh, all the beer was free too. they're like, here, drink as much as you want. And we're fixing to leave like, hey, you want a case? You know, a beer. Uh, and they gave me one of the Durham Bulls uh, beer. So that was cool as well. Um, now, a big thing you know, is now we're like 14 games away from playoffs. Um, what do you think of the Blues and Hurricanes chances to make a run this year? Obviously, I know I you're more familiar with the Blues. Yeah, because I haven't paid much attention to how the Hurricanes look. But I was looking at the standings the other day. I was like, Damn. They're better than I thought they were this season. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. I'd actually like to see you guys go far. I love that team over there. Yes. Yeah. I'm very fun organization. Yes. Very, very fun. There's <laughs> just, we just got over Sugar Boo Gate. That was yeah. I don't know if you saw that on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Because the Canes actually follow me on Twitter, which is awesome. I think mm-hmm. I complimented their graphics. They're like, oh, you're so nice. We'll follow you back. I'm like, huh? Okay. 
Yes, they're they're amazing people. I've met some of the people that work in that social media department. They're great people. Um, and speaking of uh, the Sugar Boo Gate, obviously at the beginning of that, <laughs> there's uh, the pregame ritual between Jordan Martinuk, throwing Nina Niederreiter as well, and Andre Svechkov. What was your reaction the first time you saw Jordan Martin yelling in Andre's face? I was like, this is not a real video. This is, I love seeing things like that, even with in the storm surge, too, that you guys do. It's like, this is amazing. People never do this. Thank and then you. there's all the people in the comments that are like, just stick to hockey. Why are you doing that? I love it. Cause I love pregame things. Because when we had, we had Ryan Reeves, he and Tarasenko had a pregame. It's not as it's not as cool as funny as that one, but they twirl on the ice and do a mm-hmm. little shoulder tap. I love them. Oh yeah, it, it's great. I remember in the bubble last year, the New York Rangers posted a video of them tilling in the hallway before going out for pregame, and you can hear him yelling. Like <laughs> I think I, I think I heard about that. Oh, uh, that was great. Um, <laughs> now. We mentioned it earlier before we started recording. You're obviously a big Pokemon fan. Uh, I've like that was one of the reasons like I follow. I kept following you. Like, oh, she not only is she a hockey fan, which hockey takes are always funny, but she also likes Pokemon. I'm here for Pokemon content. (laughs) Um, Now, if you could choose uh, one or two Pokemon to represent the St. Louis Blues, what would you choose? Honestly, I was. I was looking this up a few days ago. I was like, one of my favorite Pokemon is Altaria. So I chose Mm -hmm. Altaria. She looks innocent, but then she can show you that championship style play that keeps you on your toes, sometimes calm and graceful, but will get angry with when provoked. And that's the St. Louis Blues to a T. Yeah, I could definitely see that as well. And uh, for me, like there was two, Um, because obviously our mascot is a pig yeah. um so i'm like okay it's a pig pokemon and yeah it kept coming back to you yeah, even though it's <laughs> my girlfriend's dog has made an appearance <laughs> are you good his name is also sebastian after oh, sebastian oh, oh. <laughs> that is so uh, cute um <laughs> i was hoping you wouldn't notice that um she's sitting over there painting her nails <laughs> um, and she heard me mispronounce uh, Sebastian Ajo's name, but I kept coming back to Embor. You know, it's like the most intimidating yeah. looking pig. Um, and then I also thought, you know, we're also the hurricanes and, you know, weather and all that stuff. I'm also like one of my favorite shining Pokemon, Shining Rayquaza. Like, cause that He's just, my favorite legendary, actually. He is my second favorite um, because... My other question is not really doing anything hockey, but you know, if Pokemon were real, what would be your Pokemon party? And you are allowed one legendary. Rayquaza is my one legendary. I actually have that on my list here. (laughs) But my favorite Pokemon of all time is Blaziken. He's above, he's above Charizard. He's above all of them. I don't know what it is about him. I have a, I actually have a shiny Blaziken on Pokemon Sword, my mm-hmm. prized possession. I like it. So he's, he's in there first off. Umbreon is my favorite dark type. Gallade is a highly underrated psychic type. I agree there. 
Luxray is a badass electric type that can just sweep everything. Mm-hmm. And then Lapras. You never have to have a boat. You never <laughs> have to have a boat. Uh, mine, um, I have my starter being Charizard. I love Blaziken. I used He was my tank in Pokemon Ruby back in the day. My favorite uh, gen. Yes. Gen 3, <laughs> well, just that whole Gen 3 area of Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and Fire Red and Leaf Green. Just all of that is my childhood. Uh, but Charizard, of course. Um, and then, you know, typical Evolution one, Jolteon. I love Jolteon so, so much. Um, and then, yeah, we get into the Gen 3 stuff. Here is, well, it's not necessarily the best flying type. It was always great for me. And Swallow. I yeah, love Swallow. Swallow is actually my favorite bird Pokemon. All right. That's, um, why are we so alike? <laughs> We're um, on the same wavelength but, here. This. <laughs> yes, uh, but I love Swallow. And then I also, you know, not necessarily the best dark type, but it was one that I always had in my party uh, in Ruby was Mightyena. I, I've never been able to Love pronounce it well, but because um, Puchiana was the first thing I ever caught in Ruby, and it always stayed there. I want to say I ended up getting it up to like level ninety-two. Like I grinded that thing, um, and then Lucario. I love Lucario; it's yeah, so cool. Love him; he's up there for me too. Mm-hmm. And then my legendary is Suicune. I love me some Suicune. I have Suicune a shiny Suicune on sword too. All right, we're ending the call now. <laughs> uh, but yes, I love Pokemon and so much, and obviously hockey as well. Um, but you know, with looking down the stretch for the Blues, um, what are you looking uh, for them to do heading into the playoffs? Because I know they're kind of last I looked at the fourth seed, and Arizona was like one point. Yeah, they're what do you we're think right they need to neck do? and neck. I think I think that the Blues can make it. If they don't slack off and actually play to their full potential, they can take the big dogs in the teams like Colorado and Vegas. I'm actually more scared of Vegas and Colorado, to be honest. They're loaded. They're scary in every aspect, goaltending, et cetera. And, I mean, as long as you make the playoffs, anything can happen. Any team can beat any team. That's the fun of playoff hockey. Yep. I mean, you look back to 2019. Uh, yep, exactly. In January. In January, uh, Blues and Hurricanes were the two worst teams in the league, and then y'all went and won the Stanley Cup, and we went to the conference final. So it can be done. Definitely for the Hurricanes, looking at the playoffs, um, I believe right now we're the number one seed in the Central. Um, So if playoffs were to start today, we'd play Nashville, who I would obviously be fine with. I'm going to see them play Nashville tonight, so that's going to be fun. Um, But – I would much rather play Nashville over Chicago because we've had a little bit of issues with Chicago yeah. this year. Um, and then should we fall down to the two seed, I'd rather play Florida than Tampa just because while we've mm-hmm. been able to beat them both almost every single time we played this year, um, Tampa's experience, I, I'm scared. Yeah, of they know what it, they know what it takes. Yeah. Florida, while they're extremely talented, they haven't been there yet. Yeah. So, um, who would you want the Blues to play in the playoffs if you had a choice? I know you say you don't want Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I think we could take Colorado. Because mm-hmm. if it started right now, we'd be playing Colorado, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, if Colorado's not really 
big on like physicality. So if we, we could see it the last game that we played Colorado, if we cycle the puck, get the four check, they don't keep up. No, so that's the, that's the way we played. And then we sat back and then we came back in the third mm-hmm. and did the same thing and almost won, but we didn't win. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and who has been the team that has frustrated you the most this season that the blues have had to play? Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> that seven game stretch. I don't know why we were so bad and now we have to play them tonight. So it's, for me, it's a, I believe it's a must-win game because we're neck and neck. We have to get these points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, for me, it's been Detroit. I don't know why we Which lose is surprising to Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's you know just the way Detroit plays and the way they clog the neutral zone. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, we can beat the crap out of Tampa and Florida, but God forbid, yeah, we play the second to last team in the league. <laughs> God. But, yeah, it's been frustrating with Detroit, to say the least, because the locked-on Red Wings guys, they like to talk a bunch of crap. <laughs> Love that. And then I just talk <laughs> crap about Little Caesars Pizza, and they get mad. <laughs> um, and before we end this, do you have anything that you want to say to Hurricanes fans, where they can find you, anything at all? If anybody cares about <laughs> the Blues – you can come see me on my Twitter at LeahCK55. Yes, she is a very entertaining follow. That is for sure. I also enjoy when you dunk on people on Twitter. That's all. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. Yes, I thoroughly enjoy when you do that. And also Pokemon content. So that's there as well. Uh, But I want to thank you for coming on, Leah. Um, It's been nice to get another fan from another team on here to get some outsider perspective. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on, and I will talk to you some other time. All right. All right, folks, I really hope you enjoyed that interview that I did with Leah CK35. Again, I had an absolute blast interviewing her. I hope you had a blast listening to that. Um, But before we go, I want to remind you guys about a couple other show sponsors. I am... The first, of course, is one of the best ones that we have ever had, and that is, of course, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. And April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by the Locked On and Odyssey apps. Featuring analysis from the NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LeCanfora, and Brian Ballinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking their next stars of the team. 
Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all sports podcasts and music and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And in next episode, folks, we will, of course, be discussing uh, the Hurricane series against the, that they just had against the Nashville Predators. Had a blast going to the game where we saw Yanni Hockenpah score his first goal as a Hurricane. But tune in for all that stuff tomorrow. And until then, have a great rest of your day, folks.